welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Noob. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. We're, we're, we're continuing on our series uh, called He Is Called. This is the Christmas series as we build up towards Christmas Day. And I, I just want to encourage you guys to really take... Uh, Take pause in the busyness of the season. It can be a time where things are chaotic, where there is so much going on and, and so much pressure put on family and, and, uh, and, and uh, businesses and workplaces to get things done uh, before, the, before the holiday season. But I want us to also uh, just pause for a minute and just remind ourselves of the true uh, meaning of Christmas. Amen, somebody. And uh, the true meaning of Christmas is Christ. It sounds so cliche these days, but it hasn't changed in, in over 2,000 years. You know, Isaiah 9 and verse 6, this is what it says. Uh, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You know, I love that Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, wrote these words 700 years before Jesus entered into the world. He prophesied uh, over this child that was to come. He prophesied, gave him four names that we, over the next few weeks, are going to be breaking down. And today we're looking at uh, his second name, uh, Mighty God. Last week we looked at Wonderful Counselor. This week we are looking at what Mighty God. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but uh, I remember years ago, I went on a holiday with my family and we went to Milford Sounds. Uh, Milford Sounds is a beautiful place. And you get to go on these uh, uh, day cruises or half day cruises and they take you right up to the uh, uh, waterfalls. You get to, you get to uh, just cruise along and see the amazing uh, uh, vastness of God's creation. You actually look at the pristine waters and you, and you actually want to jump in there. Uh, it is so, such a, uh, uh, a reminder to us all at how awesome and how mighty our God really is. Uh, in the same way, uh, when you're in the North Island and you do the road trip from Wellington to Auckland, you might pass by a place called Hooker Falls. Hooker Falls is a, a place commonly stopped at that is uh, just a, a, a vast volume of water that just rushes along. And, and you can actually hear, uh, and it's a, the deafening sound of the water as it hits the bottom, uh, as, it, as it goes uh, over the cliff, uh, sorry, over the waterfall. It is so uh, awesome and vast. Again, it reminds us all of the uh, power of our God. I want to remind us, church, and everybody listening today, you know, that our God is a mighty God. Uh, the Old Testament uh, prophet Jeremiah, he wrote these words. He said, uh, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Let me say that again. By your great power and outstretched arm, 
Nothing is too hard for you. Maybe you're in church and uh, maybe you're part of our church, but there's problems happening for you right now. I want to remind you that there is nothing that is too powerful or, for, or too hard for our God. Amen, somebody. Maybe your marriage is a mess. Nothing is too hard for our God. Maybe you've just lost a job or your business is about to go under. Remember, nothing is too hard for our God. Or maybe the doctor has just given you a, a negative report and, and told you that there is no, uh, no hope. Let me tell you something. Nothing is too hard for our God. And uh, this week we've been praying for Pastor Paul De Jong, uh, uh, who, who's uh, just had an operation uh, and to remove some cancer cells in his brain. And, and one great report is that he's just left hospital uh, yesterday or, or this morning. And so what an amazing turnaround of events. So let's just keep praying for Pastor Paul De Jong. But when you look at this uh, scripture, in Jeremiah, it starts with this phrase, ah, and uh, in the Latin, it actually means something. In Latin, it means omni, and omni is a powerful word. Uh, why? Because it reveals the characteristics of God. The first one is this, God is omni, uh, omniscient, omniscient, which means that he, is, uh, he knows everything. He is all-knowing. Omniscient means God is all-knowing, and uh, He knows our very thoughts. He knows what we're thinking. He knows how we're feeling, and that's got to be a good thing for us today, that we can hide nothing from God. Why? Because He is omniscient. I remember when I was a kid, and I would play up in church, and uh, I would look over and see my mom looking back at me, and I could read her mind. I knew that there was something coming when I got home. Amen, somebody. And, uh, and so God is omniscient. He knows our very thoughts. Secondly, God is omnipresent, meaning that God is everywhere. He is here, there, everywhere at the same time. Right now, He is in all three of our campuses, and, and uh, He is ministering there at the same time. He's also in the Philippines. He's also in Australia. He's also uh, in, in, everywhere around the world. Why? Because His presence uh, is able to transcend. It, it is, oh, he is omnipresent. And the third characteristic of God is this, that God is omnipotent. And omnipotent means that God can do anything. He is not only all-knowing and all-powerful, uh, all, um, He is everywhere at once, but He is all-powerful. He is all-powerful. And that's what I want to encourage us all this morning, that our God is all-powerful. He is a powerful God. Amen, somebody. Yet, yet all too often, we don't feel sometimes that God is powerful. I mean, we know it in our heads, but then we see the reality of the world we live in. We see the problems, and, and even though we know it because we read it in Scripture and we read the stories, sometimes it, it's, it, we still doubt. Sometimes we still uh, doubt that God is all-powerful. You know, I remember... Uh, many times as a pastor that I've had to sit in hospitals and in ICU uh, units and, 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 and pray with families as they believe that God, uh, for the God that is all-powerful to come through uh, for the healing. And many times the question was this, well, where is the power of God? 
And I would answer, ask that same question of myself. I'd say, Lord, we need your power in this moment as I would sit at the bedside of a, of a, of a, a member of our church and, and we'd be praying that God would come through. We needed the power of God. I remember in, uh, standing with uh, grieving family members as they've just had the birth of their child only to be told that there were serious complications and that baby would not survive. I've sat there and prayed to the God who is all-powerful and asked God to intervene only to see uh, that, that, that this child would be taken to be with the Lord. Even uh, my own mother, I remember she uh, being told that she collapsed in a church gathering, was taken to hospital and within a week, she was, we were told that she would not come out of her coma. Where is the power of God in these moments? We are not the only ones asking this question. I know there will be many others asking, where God is your power? Well, today we're going to look into Scripture and remind ourselves of where the power of God really is. Amen, someone. So the first place you will find the power of God is, is this. Jesus' power is at work in us. It's in you. Philippians 2 and verse 13, it says this, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. So where do we find the power? Well, we find the power in us. And it's doing its work in us so that, no, not that, so that we can do what we want to do, but so that we can do what God wants us to do. And so we do what God want, uh, uh, pleases Him. You know, this thing called Christianity, I don't know about you, and I don't know what your experience has been like, but I find it uh, uh, extremely difficult. I find it extremely difficult to forgive especially uh, when, when people uh, uh, don't deserve my forgiveness. They've offended me in some way. I, I find it extremely uh, difficult to be generous sometimes when I know that their money is so much needed in my own situation. I find it extremely difficult sometimes to be caring and to be kind and to love thy neighbor. Amen, somebody. That we're called to love our neighbor, to love the vexed and the unvexed. Without judgment, you know, these are, these are the things that we're called to live by in this thing called Christianity. We're called to live a Christ-like life. And, and, and the truth is this, you cannot live a Christ-like life without the power of Christ in you. It is just too impossible to do Christianity without Christ. We need the power. We need the real power of God in our hearts and in our lives. It is Christ that transforms us, not us. It is not our own wisdom or our own ability or our own strength that it will transform our lives. It is only through Christ. And many times, you've probably experienced this yourself, you've seen people get promoted before you and you've, you've said to yourself, why is, that, why is that happening? That's so unfair. You know, I want to tell you this morning that, that it's not the squeaky wheel that gets the, gets the oil in this scenario. You know, the, the power of God is available to each and every one of us. You know, I'm, I remember the story of David how David was overlooked. He was forgotten about. He was uh, uh, left to fend uh, and look after the sheep. He was discarded even and uh, by his own family. But it was in that quiet space that God saw him. 
And I want to remind you that God sees you when no one else does. And not only does he see you, but he's empowering you. You know, David was left out, of, out in, the, in the quiet spaces, but that's where the transformation was taking place in his life. That's where God was doing something great in his heart and in his life. What, what was perceived as weakness was actually God turning it around for his strength. Isaiah 40, uh, 29, it says this, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles and run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You know, what I found out this week was that word, uh, that word youth uh, actually is a, uh, a word that describes an Olympian that, that is the best of the best. He is the best of the best. So even uh, in this passage, even youths, which are the best of the best, grow tired and weary. And, uh, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will receive the power of God to change their lives. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. So that's where you find the power of God. He will change you first before he will change your circumstances. The second place you will, you will see the power of God is that Jesus' power is not only working in you, but it'll work for you. Uh, the Bible teaches us in 2 Corinthians uh, verse 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 7 to 10, it says, Therefore, in order to keep me uh, from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I love that. You know, on Thursday, I was at a gathering with other pastors from around the city. We had gathered together to pray uh, over the city and pray for each other and pray over the, uh, uh, the rest of this year. Well, in, in one of the groups that I was in, um, I, I met this pastor who about three years ago took over an existing church that had dwindled down to about 30 people. The average age was over 65, no children in the place. And, uh, and he was this um, 20, 20 something, I, I, I imagine, uh, that was, that was uh, put in there uh, because they thought, well, he, he probably won't do any more damage to that church. And, uh, but he felt really strongly that the, the Lord was saying to him, pray for children to come. And then a miracle kind of took place. It wasn't just overnight. It took a bit of time. But within three years, within three years of praying for that, the church grew from 30 to, to an average attendance of 250. And a hundred of those, almost half of the church, are made up of children. And, uh, and he talked about how God turned his weakness into his strength that God took the weakness that he was experiencing and facing and turned it around. That's the power of God. Amen, somebody. 
that God takes what we think is our weakness and he will turn it into something that would strengthen us. The third thing is this. Where do we find the power of God? It, it starts within us, then it, then it's, then it uh, is working for us. And then the third thing is this. Jesus' power is at work through us. I, I love this uh, passage in Acts 1 and verse 8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, at that same pastor's gathering that I was at, I, I, um, I had a pastor who prophesied over me, and, and I sensed the presence of God as he was uh, speaking these words out. He shared how, how the Lord had, uh, uh, was, was saying to him that God was releasing me uh, into becoming a voice or a leader in the city. And uh, he was sharing how he had seen God's hand uh, over my life in the last 10 years, navigating our church for the last 10 years to be in the position we are today. One church in three locations. He was uh, encouraging, such an encouragement to me personally. But the prophetic word that he spoke over me resonated with something that God was already saying in me. You know, I want to remind us all that God's power is real and that he is releasing it through us. That we would, as we step out in God, His power goes out with us. You know, a few weeks ago we were coming to the end of our prayer meeting, and we had pretty much everybody had left except for one family. So Tawur and I and and that family we decided to have dinner together. It was about six thirty, and so I said, "Well, let's." Let's go to uh, that health restaurant, the Golden Arches, you know, Macca's, and uh, we'll pick up some, some food. So anyway, as we get to the drive-thru, we notice a guy holding up a sign, and, uh, and he was, it was simply hungry, uh, need food. And so we saw it, and we decided we were going to get some food for this guy. So we go through the drive-thru, we come out the other end, and, uh, and we're able to give this guy uh, some food. Well, the guy I was with decided, well, I'm not just going to give him food. I'm going to share uh, a share uh, with him. He basically, within a few minutes, shared about the love of Christ, prayed for him there, invited him to church. And, uh, and I, and I uh, sat there. Yes, the pastor was sitting there watching the whole thing to unfold. And, uh, and I was reminded again that we have a of a purpose in church. It is not just to build holy huddles that we gather together and sing kumbayas around some campfire, but we reach the lost. We reach the hurting. We reach those who are far away from God. And it takes God's power in us to help achieve that. First uh, Corinthians 2, it says this, And so it, it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence, uh, or human wisdom, as I proclaim to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching was not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. I love this last phrase. My, my message and my preaching were not with wise words, are wise and persuasive words, 
but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. We need to demonstrate the Spirit's power in our lives in very real and practical ways where we see people who are hurting and we pray for them, when we visit those who are in hospital and speak life over them, when we visit those who are in prison or those who are hungry or, or those that the world has discarded, these are the ones that we can, we can demonstrate the uh, Spirit's power, whether they're uh, at the top of the corporate ladder or, or struggling right now to make ends meet. Everyone needs a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And it is the job of the church. Amen, somebody. So as we close this morning, I just want to encourage you that Jesus is not only the wonderful counselor, but he is mighty God. And he is releasing his power in a fresh way like never before. And I want to say prophetically over you that are watching gathered here right now that God is releasing his power. The Bible teaches us that if we pray and ask God, that he will give us what we ask for. So come on, come on. Why don't you just uh, ask God right now where you are for a, a infilling of his power. Come on, let me pray for you as, uh, as the keyboarders come, as the team come back up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over each and every person watching online and, get, and watching uh, wherever they are, Lord God, whether uh, now or later on, I pray that you would fill them, fill them afresh with the power of God, that there will be an infilling like never before. Lord God, a greater fill, uh, infilling of the power of God. Come on, receive that now. Receive that over your life where you are, that God will renew you. He will fill you with his dunamis power. Amen, somebody. So, Father, we just honor you in this house. Lord, we glorify you today. We give you the glory. We give you the praise for our gathering online. We thank you, Lord, for what you're speaking over your church in this day and in this hour. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.